Let us pray. Our God and our Father, we thank you for this moment that we have to break the bread of life to your people, your word. And Lord, I'm asking right now for your presence and your anointing upon our hearing so we are able to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. Lord, I pray that you will break down every spirit of religion or any ideology that we may have, Lord, so that your engrafted word will Go into the hearts of your people. Lord, please hide me behind the cross of Christ so that I am not seen. Lift self out of me. Help me to do no violence to your word. And we vow to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Psalms 11 and verse 3 says these words, if a foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The devil always wants to destroy uh, the Christian uh, foundation or contaminate it, mix it. And uh, anything that is mixed um, and you're building a foundation on, well, it's not going to last. And watch out, church. There has been a lot of mixing in the body of Christ with the Word of God and the things of this world. And those things are going to be shown up because of what God is allowing to come through to his church. There's been a lot of compromising with the world, a lot of compromising with our uh, social changing culture and what seems to be right, what seems to be in, in our culture, what seems to be uh, okay. They're calling good evil and evil good. And uh, uh, you have Christians that are applying uh, some of these social culture um, trends in their own spiritual lives and, and uh, covering it up with grace and covering it up with God understands. And uh, they are coming to the church. They're being used of God. But what God is doing in this time if your spiritual foundation is not built upon the rock, God's word, the Lord Jesus Christ, his uncompromising, his unadulterated word, the things that are coming on the face of the earth will shake those foundations and cause those spiritual houses to topple. And so, uh, let us examine God's word, shall we, and read God's word. Let's look at Matthew's gospel, chapter 7. Matthew's gospel, chapter 7, verse uh, uh, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these saying of mine and does them, I will liken that person uh, to a wise person who built his house upon uh, the rock. And so this should be every believer, every person that names the name of Jesus. Not only hears them, but does them. And um, sadly, there are a lot of us at times, uh, we can hear the word of God, but we pick and choose. This is what's been going on. Um, in the body of Christ, picking and choosing because of social change in culture and trends in our world, things that uh, Christians and ministries and ministers used to stand firmly upon because uh, things have changed in our world. They have now uh, begin to say, well, the word of God doesn't mean it's in that way. 
where men and women of God used to take a stand for holiness and righteousness, where we used to say this is the uh, uh, authority. The word of God is the total authority. It is God's voice to humanity. How we are to live, our principles, our values come from the word of God. But we're seeing more and more and the devil is working overtime with Hollywood and the films that are being put out and the soap operas and you find that Christians are assimilating some of the belief systems. So what they used to stand firmly upon, they no longer stand firmly upon. They no longer want to mention certain things because we don't want to rattle the boat. We don't want to raise eyebrows. We don't want the opposition. We don't want to be called some of the names that are being uh, 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 perpetrated from the world upon certain people when we stand for the word of God. And so we rather not mention, we rather not touch. We say that's a hot potato, uh, that's a controversial subject. But what happened 20 years ago? When you knew that you knew that you knew that God meant this and he meant that. And just because our world has changed and is changing still, you now begin to call good evil and evil good. Social science. Your preference. Your truth. These buzzwords, oh, that's your truth, okay? That's your preference. Oh, that's relative. And people adopt these uh, things into their uh, spiritual foundation. It's going to be shaken. And there's going to be a demarcation line. And you're going to see who is who. Don't look at the majority this is one of the biggest deception and this is where politicians they change they become no longer a politician of conviction but a, a politician of preference if it seems as if the majority is saying one thing they change their conviction and it's happening in the church Ministers, they have their convictions concerning the word of God, but that particular thing that they hold dear to as the word of God is no longer popular. And so they change. And their foundation becomes mixed. If the foundations of the righteous is destroyed, or if the foundations are destroyed, what will the righteous do? And Satan over the centuries have been trying very much to contaminate uh, the foundation uh, of God's word, of who God is. And uh, we uh, have to be so alert to this. Verse 25. And the rain descended, and floods came. So you have the different circumstances that God would allow to test your foundations. What do you really believe? So when push comes to shove, and that's what God is going to do, push is going to come to shove. You have churches, they have a... Um, statement of faith of what they believe but that is just on paper but what you see and what is practiced is contrary these are foundations that are being contaminated that are being destroyed and so the flood came and the wind blew and beat on that house and it did not fall so this is the 
person that is hearing and that is doing. So you can see how important it is not just to be hearing the word of God and, uh, or picking and choosing, okay, uh, that sounds okay, uh, I don't like that, that uh, leaves a bitter taste in my mouth, so I'm just going to not uh, 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 obey that, apply that to my life, and watch this, and, and, and what happens as we go along in life, because we end up deceiving ourselves, thinking that, well, I'm still coming to church, I'm still giving tithes and offering, I'm still speaking in tongues, and the gifts of the Spirit is moving, but you have been omitting certain foundational truths of God's Word, because it's not popular. And so... Uh, the Lord is allowing uh, these uh, circumstances to come uh, against your life. Do you really believe what you say you believe? When push comes to shove or you're under pressure, what are you going to say? If a mic was placed in front of you in the world, what is a woman? And you see uh, uh, many uh, that are excusing now that uh, question. When does life begin? Those who used to stand uh, uh, on scripture, well, life begins at conception. Well, no one knows. They are using trendy sound bites and arguments to uh, 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 dismiss certain things so they um, uh, are not accountable. And, and many are, are taking these um, trends and the, these, these, these sound bites and applying it to their lives. In the church, we're not talking about the world. We expect that, those things from the world. What is your belief on this and that? Well, to be honest, what I believe is irrelevant if it contradicts the scripture. You see, what we believe is going to be tested. The Lord is going to allow circumstances to come your way. And you may think, well, because I'm not at church, pastors not around, no other Christians around, then I can say what people want to hear so that I can be in good standing. Uh, and remain popular or remain part of the team or keep this friendship. God sees all of this and his spirit is grieved. Let's look at verse 26. But everyone who hears these saying of mine and does not do them, apply them, live them, will be like a foolish, and God calls these Christians foolish. It doesn't matter what gifts you may have and talents you may have and position you may have in the church. When you refuse to apply and do, when you pick and choose what of God's word you will apply to your life, God says you are a fool. Like a foolish person who built his house on the sand, your spiritual lives. Many Christians don't realize that they have been building their foundation as a Christian on sand. 
nice sound bites, trendy words, motivational stuff, self-help stuff that people take from the scriptures and just make it uh, pleasing to the ears and tickling uh, uh, to our ears. And so uh, they are building until something happens. Everything looks okay. And that's what we see with these eras. Let me just finish off uh, 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 these scriptures, shall we? And verse 27, And the rain descended, the flood came, and the wind blew and beat on that house. It's amazing the things that God will, when you look at that word beat, it's really something violent and heavy. When you see a storm and, um, and it's intensifying, isn't it? And you, you can hear the, the rain beating on uh, the roof. And uh, God is going to turn up the storms. Because of foundation that has been crooked. Some people will begin to see and repent. Some would just fall because they will see and not change because they still want to be with the in crowd. And it fell and great was its fall. Look out, 2024. And so, 28, and so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. Verse 29, for he taught them as one having authority. Let's look at something here. Jesus gave us a clear picture of two different people in the church a clear picture and what they built their lives upon so in Matthew 7 the first is someone who hears the teaching of Jesus and applies the teaching to how they live how do you live your life as a Christian in this world is it based on this or is it based on what you feel, how you feel? How are you living your life? You know how to say all the right stuff. You can quote the scriptures. Be careful that you don't become a religious person. Someone that can quote scriptures. You have a knowledge of God's word. But you have not applied faith to the word of God. You'll not allow yourself to be living the word of God. So on the surface, it is all superficial. And this is what's happening. So they hear uh, the teachings and how they live. The second is, Someone who also hears the teaching of Jesus, but only appear to follow his teaching. They appear. They put on the Sunday Christian mask, and they know how to do all the churchy thing, and, and to say all the churchy stuff so they appear but as soon as the service is ended and they walk out of these four walls they are back to their old self they know what is right but they've already become self-deluded to think it doesn't matter God understands. 
In other words, God has excused my lifestyle in, in what I'm saying, in how I am behaving when I'm away from my brothers and sisters. Do you act one way in front of your brothers and sisters and when they're not around, you're acting a completely different person? You're in your place of work, you're surrounded by non-Christians and things are going on. Is the light switched on? Christ. I wonder how much of the body of Christ represents that. When they are away, oh, we come together. We just look the same. We are praising God. We're shouting hallelujah. We're getting excited. But away from our brothers and sisters and in the company of non-Christians, they cannot even tell the difference. I said something before, and it's not my saying, but it's something that I picked up. If you're arrested for being a Christian and you're now in court, will there be enough evidence to find you guilty? I wonder how much or how many of that applies to the church. How many Christians in that category? And this is serious, church. Foundations are going to rock. Foundations are going to crumble. Houses spiritually are going to fall. Because of how they have been building their Christian lives. The devil wants you to think that there are shortcuts to obedience. And this is the key. This is the key, and this is what you will hear me constantly uh, 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 bashing this drum of obedience. Because you have the one that hears the word, and the other one that obeys it. They hear it and obey it. Another one hears the word, but don't obey it. But they're coming to church and they're singing. They're coming to church and they're shouting hallelujah. They look exactly the same as the one who obeys it. Until the storm comes. That God must send. And it will be a fierce storm. That when we hear people toppling, it will cause our ears to tingle. Because we thought that person was strong in the Lord. The circumstances of life that God allows to come our way. It's to test the foundation. Is your foundation sure? Is it mixed? Is it mixed with sand and the word of God? Clay and iron. We know it cannot mix. The thing will stand for a while, but when the ground begins to shake... And the Lord is causing the ground to shake in people's lives. Because of the foundation they've been building their lives upon, fooling and deceiving the body of Christ, individuals. And buildings are about to topple. So the, the devil wants us to think there is a shortcut to obedience, shortcut regarding faithfulness, working around in dealing with the truth. As I said, the Bible said they're, they're going to be calling um, good evil in the last days and evil good. And it's happening. What was considered evil what's considered wrong 
is now considered right. My question, has this holy God that we have serving, has he changed? What does he say in his word? I am the Lord, your God, and I changeth not. God is saying that I am immutable because your culture change and the world change. God is saying my principles, my standards remain the same. That's why the devil hates the church of Jesus Christ. He hates the word of God. Because any true born-again believer that believes this book is not going to change. Look throughout history, church. Look at the martyrs of the apostle, except the uh, uh, apostle John. Uh, they tried to kill him, but um, um, he didn't die. Boiled him in oil and he still uh, remained alive and just banished him to an island of Patmos just off Greece where God kept him alive to give him the book of Revelations. But look what they were asked to do. Acknowledge Caesar as God. And you may say back in those days, well, let's be wise as serpents and harmless as a dove so that we can continue to survive and preach the gospel. Look at what our brothers and sisters were crucified on crosses, tied to a pole and burnt alive, killed because they did not accept what the culture accepted. They were thrown to lions in Colosseums in Rome. They were used for sport. And you think, in this 21st century, oh, that God is going to change his view, his mind, when our brothers and sisters spilt their blood, lost their lives for standing up for the truth, just to be a friend. People are compromising just to be a friend with the world. You want the world? Didn't God says, choose ye this day whom you will serve? You cannot have the best of both worlds. Though we are in this world, we're not of this world. I want you to know, church, that this teaching is not popular, but it's going to become popular. Because of the wind of change that is blowing. Because of the storms that God will allow to come and beat upon our uh, lifestyle and how we are living. If it be founded upon scripture, if we are really obeying God's word or not, it is dangerous to be coming to church and hearing the word of God. You know what the word of God says, but somehow you have compromise in areas. And again, it's brushed aside that God understands. And it's okay because I'm still praying. I still feel anointed when I pray. There's certain gifts that is still operative through my life. So that means God must sanction my ways. And we know what the word of God says concerning his ways are not our ways. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are God's thoughts above our thoughts so guess is going to change when God said to uh, the apostle John on the Isle of Patmos God says come up higher what do you think God is saying to his church the church is saying God come down to our level God is saying come up higher Touch not the unclean thing. And I would receive you. But so 
much of the church has become contaminated. And so the world looking at the church is just criticizing. Calling the church hypocrites. That's why the storm. God says, tell my people the storm is coming. And it's going to beat heavily on what we have built our spiritual lives upon. You will see who is who. You will really know what people believe in the body of Christ. And this is where so many Christians are going to side with the wrong because it will seem as if it's the majority. See, if your life is void of doctrine, there is no fundamental teachings that you have studied and applied to your life, then you will be susceptible to the mass, to the change that will be happening and that is going on in the body of Christ. You will reason yourself with what is happening out there because you have no doctrinal, fundamental doctrines in your life. You're sitting under ministries or under churches where they're not teaching fundamental truths of God's word. So uh, with the minister behind the pulpit, very charismatic, very articulate, he's able to use words that sound so good. They, uh, the the, the um, philosophical, ideological uh, 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 method in how uh, he's presenting uh, a teaching. You can say, wow, yes. Some crazy preacher saying the other day that Jesus never reached his full potential. And everybody's saying, yeah, I know I'm messing with some people's theology right now. And everybody's cheering. So-called ministers making blasphemous state statements. And these people have huge following. You ask yourself, are they truly saved? You see, this is the foundation that the Bible calls sand. And everything looks nice because of the popularity of the church, because of the fame of the minister, until God sends a violent spiritual storm that will now shake up everything. And what's not founded on this? If your life is not founded on the word of God, Oh, my Lord. Mm. But you have built your life on a gift. And that gift that you have has developed to a degree that wonderful things happen. A gift. Then you will be susceptible to false teachings, doctrines of demons, And as God comes to clean up his church, coming for his bride, he's coming for his, his, his sheep. And he will take them, he will take them from such ministries and pastors and gather them to himself where the word of God, the unadulterated word of God will uh, be preached. Or how about the idea that God will understand and that God will look the other way if you ignore godly instructions? The book of Proverbs, again, it's a very uh, a book that you can become very wise. You know, the non-Christians can read the book of Proverbs and become wise. 
The Bible says the person that refuse instruction become brutish. Another version says inhuman. That you don't follow or obey instructions that God gives you. You don't obey it. That's why the Bible calls that those people a, a fool. The one who hears my word and don't do it. In other words, obey them. The word of God instructs us how we should live. We refute that. We resist that. We ignore that only to become brutish. Inhuman in our way of living. Jesus is relating a physical foundation for the purpose of teaching about spiritual truths. Something drastic often has to happen for us to see our spiritual foundation. Something drastic has to happen in these last days for the church so it can view the spiritual foundation that it has been building its life upon to shake So in verse 24, the word beat in this text means to struck with violence. It has reference to Satan bringing the full brunt of his attack against this house. However, with the note of finality, the Holy Spirit simply says it did not fall. So God would allow Satan to bring about and to struck with great violence in the storm against our lives. Well, we have Brother Job to look at. To attest to that, we have Joseph, we have King David, and you just go throughout the patriarchs, and you go into the New Testament, you go into the early church, and you saw what happened with the first martyr, Stephen. But the church grew. It didn't diminish. Though the believers scattered, because that was God's intention, Otherwise, they would just hobble there in Jerusalem and become a bless me club. Forgetting the words of Jesus, go ye into all the world. That didn't happen to many years. They were having revival. Things were wonderful. And so God allowed Stephen to be martyred. Then all of a sudden, Philip ended up in Samaria and a revival broke out there. And the gospel began to go to the ends of the earth because of persecution. The church has become very uh, compromising and very comfortable and very weak in its authority in the nation where people do not respect the church as they once did many moons ago because the church has begun to look more like the world. Service has become an entertainment place now. They have uh, brought in the world's um, ambience uh, that you will have in the nightclubs, in uh, concerts, into the house of God. And they're using uh, the same words. Everybody scream! The Bible says, shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph. We shout, we don't scream. 
scream is annoying. But it's trendy. It's trendy. And the church has picked up a number of things in the world because it's trendy. Oh, it will appeal to the young folks and we will get young folks in the church if we just do this and if we just do that. Hey, what about the Holy Spirit? What about fasting and prayer? Seeking God, coming against the works of darkness? Oh, that's effort. And so, if it's pragmatic, doesn't matter what you do, but if it gets people in, it's pragmatic, it works, what could be wrong? Even though one has compromise the word of God but we got people in yeah but what kind of people have you in your church what about holiness what about righteousness oh well we don't want to get all legalistical pastor Derek now we don't want to get all legalistical after all we're saved by grace and we're living under grace let God sort that out as long as they're in the church. You see how that sounds? It sounds kind of good. It's a complete whitewash. No one wants to wait on God. Nobody wants to go through the hardship of spiritual battles. But if a particular thing works, and then the people then you have in the church are not living for God, but living for themselves, then what, what have you, what kind of uh, congregation have you? I've always said, if we were a church of 500 and only 20 people are living for God, I would say we have 20 people not 500. To have 500, it looks good. Oh, let's put it on our social media. Numbers attract numbers. What kind of sheep are you looking for? Are you looking for sheep that love the Lord, their God, with all their hearts, with all their minds, with all their soul, with all their strength? Or are you looking for sheep that are compromising? have no spiritual foundation. Because when one stands before God, what are you going to say? When he now turns away and say to the majority of them, I don't know you. But the church down the road is growing. Perhaps we're doing something wrong. Let's go and see what they're doing. Let's go and hear what they're preaching. The Lord would add to his church as he sees fit. What's been happening in Tabernacle Christian Center, God's been digging a very, very deep foundation because a huge house is going to be erected. You see, right now, where you see a lot of churches, mega churches, some of them are fine. A few of them are fine. But they look exactly the same as those churches, spiritually, that are not so huge. But the ones that are not so huge have very deep foundations. The ones that are so huge have a shallow foundation and the foundation is mixed. And when God allows certain laws to be passed, then you're going to really now begin to see who is who. Supposing your job application was changed and you have to be re-interviewed based on certain belief system, what would you do? 
I said this before, buildings that are, uh, churches that are using uh, local council buildings, they're going to have to agree with certain policies from the council concerning transgender, homosexuality, that they cannot, on council property, say from the Bible that these things are wrong. If you do, then you won't have no church building. The lobbyists from that community is pressing hard on the government to have certain laws. From hell, it's coming from hell. God is going to allow it. So it will sift out those who say they are true Christians, but they're not. Those who are hearers, but not doers. It will show up. Some will keep their building. Or keep using uh, the building because they have agreed. And they will come up with a nice, dressed up message in that area. Funding. Tax exemption in the area of um, gift aid. All that is going to be withdrawn. Unless you believe what they are telling you. What you saw and what we read that took place in the first century, how the church was excluded from a lot of privileges. That is coming back again. Hear me, good church. What we read in the first century, the church was excluded from a lot of things because they refused to go along with the culture of their day. And we will see this happen. My Lord, the storm are allowed by the Lord uh, to perform. Listen, a noble work of consecration. You know when you're going through difficult times, you either, listen, draw away from God or draw near to him. A time of consecration, coming before God, self-examination. Because of what you are hearing people saying about you, then it causes questions. So you are drawing closer to God. You're cutting off certain things just to make sure that you are in the faith. It brings a deeper consecration. When you know that you are on the right path, regardless of the voices that are saying otherwise because of what's happening uh, in uh, your life. And so um, it, it brings a, a consecration in the life of a believer, although Satan's idea is to destroy. However, he will not succeed. The devil will not succeed in his strategy, in his plans to shake you. If one keeps their mind stayed on him, you will have a peace. Listen, you will have a tranquility in your soul while the storm is going on around you while people are saying this and while people are saying that you will know that you know that you know that God is in control and everything 
is going to be all right. Church, everything is going to be all right. If God is for us, the Bible says who can be against? Who is it that has the audacity to stand? They will not prevail in their endeavors to come against your life, to destroy your life, to undermine you, to manipulate you, to control you. It shall not succeed. Let's bow our heads right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you this afternoon that you are preparing a bride. Hallelujah. You are preparing an invincible church, an impregnable church, Lord Jesus. You're getting ready to show off your true church to the world, the glory, the anointing, the presence that will be in those ministries and in those churches because they refuse to bow. Lord, you said that you have a few in Sardis that has not bow to bow. Why so many? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the only three. With all the others that were deported to Babylon from Judea, they all Israelites that knew your word. They were falling down and bowing before the statue. You said you are going to show your power in an exponential way through those churches and ministries that has refused to bow with the rest. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing in the life of every person here under the sound of my voice. Eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men the things that you have in store for those who love you. You said, if you love me, keep, do, obey my teachings. If you say you love me, obey what I say say that's the proof of your love for the lord are you doing are you obeying his instructions or are you just someone who hears the